It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. We're going to look at this article, Six Surprising Problems That First-Time Home Buyers Often Overlook. And so I'm curious if you agree with this list, how big are these issues typically in our area, and what's your role as an agent in helping buyers identify these things as you help go through homes with them and and showings and that kind of thing. Um, First one on the list was electrical, plumbing, and HVAC issues. It seems logical Mm -hmm. to at least be on the lookout for these things, right? Yeah, so when it comes to electrical plumbing and HVAC issues, you know, I would say probably the hardest thing to identify would be like an electrical issue. Um, But a part of the process when we do go under contract is we always, always strongly advise you to get a home inspection completed. And at that point, the home inspector will go around and test the electrical outlets, you know, let us know maybe if there's some that are not grounded. Um, So they really can identify those electrical issues. Plumbing, you know, the most that we as real estate professionals can do is when we're doing a walkthrough of the home is go through, let's flush the toilet, let's, you know, run the water, let's plug the sink, but then let it drain. Um, That's a way that we can help identify potential plumbing issues. But again, to get deeper um, into, I guess, the nitty gritty of is, is there potential issues is the home inspector. Because of course, they'll then go underneath if there's a crawl space, you know, they can really identify the type of plumbing, if there's any future potential concerns, that sort of thing. Um, when it comes to HVAC, though, you know, as a real estate professional, um, we are checking out the systems as far as, okay, what is the age that should also be on the disclosure statement. Um, it, we could also, you know, turn up the heat or turn down the cool, make sure it's kicking in, make sure it's blowing out warm or cold air. Um, so there's always things as a real estate professional that we're doing uh, to really protect our clients so they don't run into big issues whenever they, you know, go to the closing table and they become homeowners. That's a great point. Uh, and a lot of these will probably fall under that same yeah. umbrella. So I'll, sure. I'll, run a, I'll run through a few others of these. Uh, small cracks and structural flaws. Well, being in North Carolina, yeah. especially middle part of the state, Angie, those uh, you know foundation cracks and hairline oh, issues, I'm yes. sure you run into all those kinds of things, right? We do, unfortunately. But you know, we definitely have our eyes out and we are looking if on a wall um, we are seeing a crack in the wall. Um, diagonal typically aren't as bad as far as settling cracks but if it's going straight up or straight horizontal, that typically can raise a little bit of concern. Um, Also, when we are looking around the exterior of the home, um, we take a look at the slab and the foundation. And if we're seeing cracks, for example, like stepping cracks along the foundation, or we're seeing a crack in the slab, um, the kind of going rule, if it's more than a quarter of an inch, we have a concern. There's always an allowable uh, crack size, um, because they always say all cement will crack, right? There's an allowable width uh, that they allow, but if it's more than a fourth, then we really should be concerned and we should probably take next steps, have a structural engineer come out and do their due diligence. That's a great point. When we uh, bought our first home, it had a uh, foundation crack in it, and it was something that caused us a lot of concern during the purchase process. 
And uh, so we ended up paying extra for that structural engineer to come out, even though it was pretty tiny. Uh, yeah. It was still good just to have for that first and home purchase to sorry, have that peace right? of mind. Yeah, yeah definitely. Exactly, exactly. It was worth because the 200 or $300 or whatever it ended yeah, up being. Yeah, a couple hundred dollars. But, you know, if there is a structural issue, wow. I mean, that's thousands yeah. potentially, right? And so, it worked yeah. out great because when we went to sell the home, we were able to say – this crack has not grown in size in the six years that we've been there. So it's the, exactly the same as when we moved exactly, in. Exactly. No further exactly. expansion. So we were able to provide that to the buyers, um, the interested buyers, to say, like, address the concern before they could even have to worry about it or go through the process of hiring somebody and going through that same thing that we did. So that was helpful and, and good yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, definitely a good one to have some awareness of. If you look for crooked – oh, by the way, interesting tip on the uh, on the diagonal crack versus horizontal yeah. vertical. Okay, I had right. not heard that before, so that's pretty cool. Oh, oh yes. Yep, most definitely. Very neat. You might find crooked or off-center fixtures – and I, the tip here is that you can tell what's going on behind the wall, perhaps, on some of these things. So is there twisting going on back behind the wall that's twisting these fixtures? Or maybe they just weren't hung properly or maybe some other issues yeah. that could be detailed there. You know, that's one that really I haven't seen um, as far as like a side effect of a, a twisted you know, like fixtures because something's going on behind. Um, typically, I would say it's probably more of an installation, more of a cosmetic item. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, also, they put on this list, this one might be a little bit controversial. They said that first-time homebuyers often overlook open floor plans. They just hear, oh, open floor plans equals good, but then they don't realize until later that they wish they had had more privacy. And I feel huh. like we've had competing articles on this for the last yeah. couple of years, Angie, right, where it was like, Open floor plans are on their way out. People want segmented rooms again. And then all of a sudden yeah. you hear something else that's like, people still really want open floor plans. <laughs> yeah. I would say I'm I'm still hearing people really want those open floor plans. You know, I would just say whenever you're touring through any home is really just visualize yourself in the home. How will you utilize the space? How will you live in the home? Um, and to make sure that it works for your needs. I can give an example. Um, at our, um, we have a place at the beach and at the beach house, when you walk in on the main level is the living room, the master and two additional bedrooms. Um, well, below it, there's almost like the bonus room is downstairs. So you walk up the stairs to get to the main level, but downstairs is kind of a, I don't know, an additional living area and a bedroom. Um, but you know, we didn't think it through that. You know what? The secondary bedrooms sit right off of the kitchen. And the people that are in the secondary bedrooms are our little ones, right? Mm. And so, you know, if it's ever, you know, everyone's in bed, I feel like we have to like tiptoe around when we go to get ice out of the, yeah. the fridge, not to wake up the babies, you know? So just always be, you know, and even at our home here in Raleigh, you know, the more of the man cave section, like the bonus room sits right beside our son's bedroom. So oh, gotcha. I don't think we've ever turned that TV on. And to watch a movie where that should be the place we should relax, you know, in the evening because we don't want to wake him up. So I think making sure that the floor plan works for you and your needs and how you'll live in it is most important, whether it be an open space or more confined areas. Um, just figure out, you know, what works best for you and your your familial status. Fantastic advice. By the way, if you are a first time home buyer, you should definitely pick up Angie's Home Buying Guide. It's a free resource and tool that you can use to learn some of the terms, the steps of the process and the things that you need to know. 
about buying a home here in the Triangle. Uh, anytime, anywhere along the spectrum of uh, your home buying process, whether it's your first home or your fifth home, it's a helpful guide, but especially if it's the first time you're going through it, it might be helpful to know things like due diligence and earnest money and, and set some expectations. If you want to get that guide for free, all you have to do is text the word SAVVY to the number 919-538-6477. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 919-538-6477. We'll text you back with a link to click on, and you can download that buying guide for free. So we're talking about these six surprising home problems that uh, first-time buyers will often overlook. And something else that was listed here in this article was not enough closet space. Angie, is that a common problem? Uh, you know, I haven't really run into that unless we're looking at an older home. Yeah. Um, it was known back in the day people just didn't have clothes, right? And so you get home in the in the 60s and the closet space was tiny. Um, but I think, you know, builders have done an amazing job to um, really work around the needs of the average person. And so typically I would say any of our newer homes, I mean, even I would say 80s plus, we found that the closet space have continuously gotten larger. So I haven't tend to run into that one all that often. Um, I would say closet space isn't necessarily a big issue. Maybe the lack of extra storage space, you know, so maybe we have a garage and we have our closets, but, you know, is there any type of attic space, you know, for your Christmas tree or just, you know, maybe some winter clothes. Um, So I would say that would be more of an issue versus just immediate closet space. Yeah. And last but not least, neighborhood noise levels was also listed here as an overlooked item. I think this one's important, too. Very, very important. You know, first of all, we do have the residential property disclosure where it states on there, you know, is there any, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but like noise ordinances or anything that you should be disclosing. You know, is there a railroad track nearby? Is there, I don't know, event venues or whatever it might be? Um, Are you in a flight path? That's a huge one. Um, So those items should be disclosed. But also having a real estate professional that knows the area, that is educating you, that is um, just making you aware of those what we call material facts is very important because, you know, the last thing you want is, you know, you viewed a home at the perfect time, you didn't hear that train go by and you move in and just get all the kids to sleep and all of a sudden you hear a big, you know, choo-choo coming through. Um, I know I personally would not be a happy camper, so understanding the area is definitely important. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.